0: This is the FM Gold Channel or Fall Inter Radio. In the program, News Analysis, now we bring you a discussion on Roadmap of the Government Till 2025. The participants are K.S. Sachidanand Murthy, Political Analyst and K.V. Prasad, Journalist. The Prime Minister today set a roadmap for governance to 2025, giving very clear message to the party MMPs MPs at the BJP Parliamentary Party, where he said the members of parliament should work for eradication of leprosy, tuberculosis, two of diseases that have been plaguing over the decades, And work has been going on to control the disease. At the same time, he also talked of try and see for animal welfare. Of course, these are the goals which the Prime Minister gave to members of Parliament, also recalling Mahatma Gandhi's contribution and his effort on working for the eradication of leprosy. Mr. Murthy, before we come on to the political aspect of the Prime Minister, the first and foremost is with the majority government in place, the Prime Minister is telling what the members of Parliament should do to make society a better place to live in. Is that the central point of the message? Yes, I think the Prime Minister picked these two important diseases which are pan-Indian in their listing. And despite uh, many, many major programs, especially in the case of Tuberculosis, we have not been able to achieve that kind of results like we had for measles or polio and other deadly diseases. So I think he was very clear that without the participation of the people's representatives, it can't be just an effort of the government or of the doctors and others. So he wanted them to get involved because there is a strong element of rehabilitation involved, there is a strong element of developing a consciousness about it, going for regular early warning checkups and all that. So this is where the community, because there's a, still a stigma attached to these two diseases in our society. People are scared of uh, this thing. And also we have seen the phenomena in the last 15 years of new, strong uh, drug-resistant uh, TB strains developing. And also leprosy has again reappeared in some parts of the country in a big way. So I think Prime Minister wanted to give, because these are not the very top-of-the-mind kind of thing campaigns. People take a lot of effort on blood donation, on cardiac care or kidney and cancer and other things and also in terms of percentage these two diseases affect the poor malnourished sections of the population. So I think he was looking at this because he has had recently a very detailed presentation by the Ministry of Health and Family Welfare on various diseases and also he had been very concerned about the kind of outbreak of diseases in Northern states like Uttar Pradesh and Bihar in the last few weeks. Yeah, especially the encephalitis or Japanese encephalitis which had caused a lot of concern, a lot of children had suffered many lost their lives. If you look at the focus and these are the sectors as you rightly pointed out may not be really, people don't talk of it on a daily basis, I mean especially in cities you only hear of lifestyle diseases and more of discussions on these issues but something like as important as tuberculosis which affects in fact every section of society because this myth that it is only the some sections which are more prone probably because of of course malnourishment is a cause but because this can travel and hit anybody and everybody as an airborne disease and as you said likely leprosy. And I think there was an anecdote which was narrated, which said that when Mahatma Gandhi was asked to come and inaugurate a hospital for leprosy, he said, I would rather go and put a lock on it, meaning which he wants to put an end to the disease itself, in the sense he would not be happy to go and inaugurate or open a hospital for people who were afflicted by the disease. So I think thereby the message is that let's work towards the end of such a scourge, which of course, if you look at it, the Prime Minister's approach. Be it Swachh Bharat, is linked to health in one way because cleanliness, sanitation lead to better life and better quality of life. And also the Prime Minister has very clearly, you know, this has been his style during the last five years, that whatever program he wants the government and public representative to take up, state governments and all, he has two things in his mind. One is a deadline and the scale of things. So today to the members of parliament of his party, he gave a clear deadline that by 2025, we should rid the country of these two scourges of uh, tuberculosis and leprosy. You have to work towards it. And then he also told them that what you do when you do it, if it is, has a long-lasting effect after your effort... That will be the greatest good of the society. So he was also making them passionate about this cause. That yes, this you have to do it for the next six years, and you know the term of the parliament is only for five years. But still, he was saying that no, 2025 gives me the deadline because it may take a few months for the preparation, but devote full time for this because we have been achieving many targets. Prime Minister has achieved targets on electrification, on housing, on providing clean fuel for cooking and many other things so similarly he wants because one of the things in the first term if you have noticed is that our effort in two critical fields one is health the other is education that we have not been able to make the same kind of impact which we have done in areas of public health fuel sufficiency or housing and other areas so there has been this criticism that the government has firstly not allotted enough funds not looked at these priority areas on a mission mode so the prime minister has given a call i'm sure because he's going to now sit and finalize the top priority programs of the government and due to make major announcement now he has taken his members of parliament into confidence on this, but he is going to address the nation in exactly a month's time. 15th of so I am sure he would again be emphasizing telling the nation and the world about what these priorities are and how these will be executed. In fact, I think just the other day there was a meeting where the Ministry of Health and the Ayush and also the Ayushwan Bharat scheme, I think they are talking of bringing digital health records, both for the people who are, so that there is a data and repository of data available with the government and policy planners so they can map exactly what are the requirements and demographic requirements the country has, what are the diseases that they're having, and what kind of situation needs to be corrected? How do it I think all this is part of the bigger plan. as just pointed out the fact that allocations have been talked about and will again come up when the budget discussions continue in the houses or when the members, people are talking in terms of ratio of GDP country, linking it to the population of this country. And with large numbers still at the below poverty line, above poverty line, just coming out of the threshold. So I think these are the challenges the country is facing. Yes, in the area of public health. There were two issues which got a lot of undue, I would say, publicity. One was on establishment of uh, all India institutes of medical science in different states. Yes, but then these are the big referral hospitals which we definitely need. But then also our critical care at the village level and the level, which was exposed due to the encephalitis scourge that um, in Bihar, right, it was revealed that 40% of these uh, health centres they don't have doctors, there were an abnormal number of vacancies and all that. I think this is why the Prime Minister wants to tackle the issues and he has brought this subject, I'm sure, this is one of the top priorities in his mind. If you go into the political side of it, because this being a parliament session, the first session after the election of new government, and things are being put in place, one may say so, and almost 260 new members of parliament, almost half of them come from the Bharti Party, I think the Prime Minister also made it a point to emphasise as in the previous meeting, the importance of members of parliament being present in the house, present in lawmaking processes, discussions and debates. We already have the speaker giving chances to many of the newcomers. One more thing today that got flagged was the prime minister talked about the need for the ministers to maintain their duty in houses. That's something very significant, right? Yes, you're right. This has been one of the chronic problems of managing parliament for different party governments. I mean, because ministers are assigned roster duties, so that it is a normally a two-hour, uh, thing, because five-day, week, six hours of normal session means of uh, three uh, ministers sessions, in sessions, which is about three, three ministers, nine ministers will have to be present in one house, which given the size of the council of ministers and the subjects which are handled, should have been. But then uh, what has happened is, it has been a problem with earlier governments also. It used to be said that many ministers would cry off, especially the last shift. Where if there's no reply by a Minister or something, it'll be just debate, they get bored, and Friday afternoons, everybody is in a hurry to leave for their consciences. So the Prime Minister said, "No, when Parliament is in session, it's your duty. Whoever is put on duty has to be there, and he said that he has been receiving complaints about ministers being absent from opposition members, and Prime Minister being himself. A man who has declared that he works for 16 hours a day or more. He doesn't want any slackness on the part of the minister. And if you look at his, I would call it the dialogue with the MPs. On the day he was elected as the leader of the BJP parliamentary party for the second time, he again told the MPs the do's and don'ts. So he wants to guide because nearly 40% of the ministers are new in central government. So he was telling them, look, it's a sacred duty. To be present in the house, to be alert, to be responsive. Like he has been telling members of parliament that your duty is to be present in the house through the day. So that uh, the parliamentary affairs minister and the party whips should not go running around. And we have had this embarrassment in the Rajya Sabha. Just last week. Just last week. But a private member's bill was almost about to be voted in because uh, Uh, much uh, against the wishes of the government. government. (laughs) Prime Minister has been unhappy if you remember again in the Rajya Sabha. The government had to withdraw a bill because it didn't have enough uh, numbers in the house. Its own members were not there. And if the ministers themselves become absent, then the MPs will follow them. So he has. Given a warning, I am sure he will monitor their performance and if some ministers get dropped in the course of time, one of the reasons would be that they didn't take the parliamentary duties as seriously as they should have done. In fact, you pointed out in his first meeting with members of newly elected BJP parliamentary party, the Prime Minister did say that come here and work learn, go to library, get well versed with the various tools and processes available in parliament and don't invest time in things other than working towards the parliament. Because eventually this is the biggest body for lawmaking, discussions and debates and something that needs for the welfare of the people and the public good that has to emerge. This will have to emerge from these discussions, debates at the time when people want to see Modi government too, to perform a much faster clip. Yes, his objective is that, how well we deliver. In fact, another sentence he uttered was, would." not mind extending this session because the government has a very legislative agenda which it wants to pass because he doesn't want the work of the government to suffer because bills are held up in one house or the other he says let us complete the session with a complete clean slate that's why if you notice last week the Lok Sabha sat up to midnight because there were certain urgent bills to be passed and the government minister told the speaker that we need to get it. But then we also want to give the opportunity for the members to debate on that. So up to midnight the House. Yeah, act. that was the Railway's demands so yeah, in yeah. which members of parliament sat late and the minister right. came in for reply later. In fact, that is one imp- another important thing because over many years, people have been critical of the fact that parliament has not debated and discussed money which is being allocated to various ministries and without discussion, thousands and crores of rupees were being allocated. So that being the criticism, I think it's very important that Lok Sabha in particular, Sabha also examines the budget proposals. And then, of course, since this time, because of the session being what it is, there will be different kind of a committee work. This year's budget and this session, we also have another peculiar circumstance. Since the standing committees of parliament have not been, been constituted, just as the elections were concluded, parties are nominating members and all that. Normally the standing committee of each uh, ministry looks at their budget proposals and gives its report to the House. So there is certain parliamentary scrutiny even though the House itself may adjourn, in and the and in the entire demands pass it at one go. But this time the committees are not there. So the responsibility on the entire House debate is much more so. Last week at the BAC business advisory committee meeting, the government said we want at least half a dozen ministries, their performance under budget proposals to be discussed. And that is being fulfilled, which is a very good sign for democracy. Yes, we had first railways, then we had on Ayush and uh, today I think the highways we've done today, the rural development has been taken yes. up. In fact, simultaneously in Rajya Sabha they are taking up the working of the ministries which in other way may not be able to examine the budget, but critically analyze the work being done by various ministries. We already had one and a couple of more ministries that the Rajya Sabha will do of working. So if you look at the big picture emerging from today's and in fact, if you look at the, all the three parliamentary parties so far, there's a very clear message the Prime Minister is sending to his team, both who are in the government and both who are in the party. This is where we we'll go and this is how we begin. And you have to keep pace. In fact, uh, the Prime Minister also said, another day, let us not worry about our majority, how many people are there, but let us go ahead and do a duty and let us involve the opposition also so that we make parliament function in a meaningful manner. Which? Amazing, because he himself had earlier also said, I'm not worried about the numbers, I want the opposition to have its say. And that has been again a very significant portion, because considering the fact that the opposition, of course, in Lok Sabha remains more or less the same as it did in the last. But Rajasaba would be interesting, because right now the government seems to have a working majority, if one may say so. But end of the day, he wants a parliamentary approval for the majority of schemes and policies that the government of India is bringing. You're right. Thank you very much. Thank you. You were listening to a discussion on Roadmap of the Government Till 2025. The participants were K.S. Sachidanan Murthy, Political Analyst, and K.V. Prasad, Journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of wall Radio. This program is also available on our website, newsonair.com. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks at gmail.com.